Good to see you all out on this snowy Sunday morning. I love the snow. Um, I, I was kind of getting discouraged with winter because if we're going to have winter and it's going to be cold, I want the snow. And it hasn't snowed a lot this year, and, and so I was kind of disappointed. So uh, when I saw there was two inches of snow forecast, and then it went from three, and Cindy said it was three to six, I was like, all right, bring on ten, you know. And, uh, but I got up this morning. I don't, Cindy thinks I'm crazy because I love snow removal. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I don't mind shoveling. We have a snow blower. We have a, a little plow for our ATV. I just, it doesn't bother me. And uh, she thinks I have a, a deficiency. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't mind it. So, especially if it's a snow blower. I mean, that thing's doing all the work. You just got to stand out there. It's, I don't know. I told her this morning it's, it's time to meditate and think on things. Well, Psalm 119, if, you're, uh, if you have your Bible this morning, I trust you do. And, and uh, we're going to look at the seventh stanza of Psalm 119. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the hope in the Word, or hope of the Word, or, or uh, there is hope in God's Word. And, and uh, <clears throat> sometimes I find it a little bit challenging uh, in Psalm 119 because there are so many reoccurring themes. I mean, this whole psalm was about the Word of God and those things, and and so, but I trust that these things will be a blessing to you this morning. And uh, uh, God word, God's word gives us hope. Uh, and it gives us hope in many areas. And we're going to look at uh, at least four this morning, uh, different thoughts I have. But if you would turn your attention to verse 49, we'll read down through verse 40, or 56. And then we'll uh, get into the lesson this morning. It says, remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. <clears throat> excuse me. The proud, excuse me, the proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have, an, have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have, com- and have comforted myself. Whore hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs, In the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. Excuse me. This I had because I kept thy precepts. Excuse me. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to gather together in the Sunday school hour. We do pray that you would bless this place as we. Go into the next hour that you'd be with each and every teacher. Lord, fill them with your spirit. I pray that the word of God would go forth with free course. And Lord, that you would do work in each and every heart of, of the children and adult alike this morning. And that you'd help us, Lord. Give us something to be better servants for thee. And we'll give you the thanks for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. And so here in verse 49, we have the remembrance of the word. And, and uh, the psalmist here says, Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. And uh, listen, the Lord will remember his word. Uh, he's not forgotten it. Um, and, and so the psalmist prays that here, and, and almost like he's reminding the Lord, uh, don't forget those things that I have hope in. He's been into the word of God. He's been into the, uh, into the Bible, and, he, and he's found hope, and he's found comfort, and he's found uh, goodness there. And, and he's reminding the Lord, oh boy, uh, remind, don't forget those things that you've promised me in your word. And, uh, of course, we know that God is, is not forgetful and he's not going to forget those, but sometimes we don't feel that way. 
Uh, sometimes maybe we're going through some struggles or some things, and, and uh, it doesn't feel like God is, is remembering what he has told us in his word. That doesn't mean God's forgotten. That just means we don't feel that way at that moment. And uh, we ought to remember that it's on our side of the spectrum usually. Uh, <clears throat> Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And so, listen, the Lord can give us perfect peace in, in, in those things. Oftentimes it's because we have a lack of remembering. Uh, I know for me, I have a short memory. Cindy reminds me of that a lot. You know, hey, bozo, uh, you forgot this. You said you were going to do that. And uh, what about this project that you said you were going to do six months ago? And, and I just tell her, I'm mentally processing that task in my mind. Uh, you know, I don't want to start out unprepared. And, and unready, but uh, listen, hope has to do with the future. Uh, everybody wants to have a positive future, right? A, a good hope, and, and so hope has to do with the future. Our hope is only as good as the promise to which it's related. When you think of your, your future, right, and, and what you're hoping, and uh, I'll tell you, there's no better place to have your hope than into the Word of God. Uh, and the things that God has revealed to us in His Word. Uh, there's no stronger foundation than you can have. And, and it says, look, look what he says, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. He said, God, you've told me some things. Uh, in your Word, you've given me some things that have given me hope. Uh, God, don't forget those things. Uh, I'm living my life based on what you've given me. Uh, I'm hoping in those things. And, and I can't help but think of salvation. Uh, I haven't seen God. All I have is the hope, that blessed hope. Uh, I believe that Christ died for my sins, and, and I've accepted him. But at the end of the day, it's faith. I've never seen him. And, and listen, the psalmist is saying, God, you've given me some things, and I have hope because of that. I need you to, to remember those things. I need you to come through for me on those things. And listen, we understand, and, and I trust that you've experienced God in your life. God's never going to fail us. And, and we can have that hope. And, and he said, I hope, Lord, I have been hoping on thy word, and I have acted upon that hope. God, because of what I've learned from your word, I'm conducting myself in such a way based on that hope that I have that you've given me. Or is that how you're living this morning? Are you living by faith in the Word of God? Listen, sometimes uh, <clears throat> it's hard to see the end. We're faced with difficulties. We're faced with challenges, decisions in life, and we don't know the end. But what do we need to do? Make decisions that are biblical based on the Word of God and, and understanding that God, he's, he's laid out some principles in His Word that are good for us. And if we make our decisions based on that, we'll be okay. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. God, you've given me some things, and I'm, I'm living my life in the hope that you're going to come through. Lord, remember me. Don't forget those things. I'm conducting myself in such a way that I'm dependent upon you being faithful to your word. And that's how we ought to be living our life every day. Lord, you've, you've told me some things. I've made decisions based on that. I need you. And, and listen, he'll never fail you. Are, are you living that way today? Are you living in faith? Uh, <clears throat> he, the psalmist, he, he says, I believe the word of God is true and I have pledged the truth of it. 
uh, or excuse me, let me back up here. Uh, this is what Spurgeon says. I kind of got mixed up in my notes. It says, uh, here's what, what Spurgeon says. Upon that which uh, has caused me to hope, it says, Lord, I have been hoping on thy word, and I have acted upon that hope. I believe the word to be true, and I have pledged the truth of it. That is good pleading, according to Spurgeon. And, and he's like, listen, God, I'm, I'm just trusting in you. And, and uh, the psalmist hadn't forgot the promises of the word of God and was praying for God to continue to fill them, fulfill them. Uh, God, I'm living my life according to this. Proverbs 13, uh, 12, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Uh, I know that's true in my life. Boy, you ever got your hope in something and, and boy, it seems delayed? And listen, sometimes in our Christian life, we, can, we have the blessed hope and we know, but sometimes life is hard. We have struggles. And, and so we get to that point where uh, the heart gets a little sick. But I want to remind you of the latter part of Proverbs 13, 12, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. And listen, God will always keep his promises. And he will never fail us. And so no matter what we face, if we continue to hope in God and, and continue to hope in his word, uh, God will always come through. And listen, when affliction comes, the word of God is our comfort. Uh, look at verse 50. It says, this is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word hath quickened me. Uh, we're, we are not certain. I, I think we, we talked about this weeks ago, and, and we can't be 100% certain of who wrote Psalm 119. And, and so I don't believe we can be specific and understand exactly what affliction the psalmist uh, was undergoing here. Uh, but it, whatever the case is, he found comfort in the Word of God. And, and thy word hath quickened me, he says. Uh, the word is what revived him and kept him going. I know in my life, I've experienced that. Uh, oftentimes, the, when you face difficulties or challenge or affliction, uh, human nature just wants to quit. Maybe you guys aren't like me. Nobody shook their head. So maybe, I, maybe I'm just a, a, a quitter, you know, by uh, just naturally. I just want to give up too soon. But, uh, but listen, sometimes things, you just don't want to go through them. Uh, nobody wants affliction. Um, but listen, I think <clears throat> I, I, this is not my motto today. So, <laughs> but uh, there was a time um, you got to quit when you're done, not when you're tired. And I would remind myself of that when I was exercising. You know, I had a goal. I was going to do something. Uh, I'm going to run these 10 miles, even at mile five, when my body says I don't want to finish. You just keep running because you're going to quit when you're done, not when you're tired. Nobody likes affliction, but listen, when we, when we apply that to, to the physical, sometimes we can mentally overcome affliction or trial or troubles, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, I used to, when we would run, and we don't, haven't had unit PT, I can't remember in how long now, because um, uh, of COVID and, and different things, and, but uh, when I ran our unit PT, um, I'd always say drive the body. You know, you got to push yourself and drive yourself. You know, we got, uh, it's amazing some of these young folks that come in and it's like, wow, you, that's 10 push-ups. That's what you got, right? You know, and, you know, like I'm pushing 40 and that's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. They don't care. But I would just always encourage you to drive the body. Work through that affliction. Uh, listen, uh, with the word of God, we can do that in our lives. 
It's not always fun. It gives us comfort. The, the psalmist says that the word hath quickened me. It revived him. It made him alive. It, honestly, in some cases, it gives us purpose to live. Uh, and so, uh, listen, God will always remember what he has done in his word and what he's promised us. He remembered Noah. Uh, if you remember the account in, in the flood and, and in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1, it says God remembered Noah. And that's when the, the winds came and, and the waters begin to recede and those things. God did not forget what he had allowed his man or the believer to go through. Um, God knows the storm you're in. And, and listen, I mean, we could go back, and I'm not really here to, to talk about Noah, but we can go back, and God was preparing Noah long before the flood came. Right? And Noah was obedient to the word of God, and, and no doubt Noah found comfort in knowing that he was doing what God had directed him to do. But then here, he's still got to go through the storm. The flood still has to come. And listen, sometimes in our lives, that's just the reality of it. God allows the flood. God allows the storm. God allows the affliction. But the psalmist says here, uh, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Listen, if you're going through it today, get in the word. Uh, if you have challenges today, get in the word. Listen, God will never forget his promises. But that doesn't, get, uh, again, uh, we talked about this last week about God's timetable. His timetable is not ours. And as he conforms you and as he uh, tries to uh, bring you into a greater relationship with himself, he's going to allow you to face some things that are uncomfortable. You have to go through those things so that God can do a work. And, and he won't forget he remembered Hannah, gave her a child. Uh, we know he remembered Abraham. And listen, God will remember us. He doesn't forget his own. He's not forgetful. Look at Isaiah 49, 15 if you want to. Uh, the moms in here will really be able to relate to this. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget Yet will I not forget thee. I know you mothers understand that love for your child. A mom would never forget the needs of her child. A loving mother. And that bond, I'm amazed at the bond that my wife has with our boys even today. As they grow, Caleb's getting ready to leave the house and he sits next to his mom here in the, in the morning service. I just noticed some of these things. But um, that bond that the, the mother has for her child and the, the great love that a mother has for her child. And, and to think that mothers could forget. Look what that says. Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. God is not going to forget the promises that he's given to you. And, and, and he's not going to forget the word that he's given us. And he will always be faithful to bring it through. We can hope in that. We can find comfort in that. Even in affliction. Even in challenges. Even in struggles. We can find comfort in knowing that God will always be faithful to do what he said according to his word. Uh, there's, there's a remembrance of the word. The reinforcement of the word. 
Look at verse 51 and 52. The proud have me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. There it is. He's comforting himself with the word of God in, in, in the Lord's judgments. Uh, listen, there's going to be those that ridicule believers. That's always been the case throughout history. Uh, Old Testament, New Testament, I mean, I mean, you find it. You see those ridiculing Christ uh, even. And, and so that's not going to change. And, and here the psalmist says, The proud have made, uh, had me greatly in derision. And, and uh, listen, sometimes we'll be mocked. Uh, do you guys remember how they mocked Nehemiah and the work to rebuild the wall? Uh, mock the things of God and, and, and those things. And uh, <clears throat> listen, anytime we try to do a work for God, there will be those that, that are just ready to criticize. Uh, those that are there to mock us, those that are there uh, to, to do anything to oppose what we're trying to do for the Lord. Uh, listen, but we have to remind ourselves that they're ultimately ridiculing God. Because this is the work of God. This is the word of God. And we're just being obedient to those things. And, and listen, we know, don't take it personal. Don't get the poochie lip out. Start whining about it. Uh, listen, you serve the king of kings. Who cares what some poor puny creation has to say about that? But sometimes we, we allow those things to start bothering us. The criticism and, and boy, we don't fit in necessarily with the popular crowd. And, and uh, listen, sometimes that's what we say to the teens. Oh boy, don't worry about that. Adults are guilty of that, probably more so than teens. That's probably projected onto the teens so much. Oh, be careful here, because it's a real problem for all of us. Uh, listen, but look what the psalmist said. It did not make him decline. Look at, I believe it's verse 52. Uh, the proud, or excuse me, the latter part of 51. Yet have I not declined from thy law. Regardless of what the proud have done, regardless of the mocking or the derision and, and those things that have come, I have not declined from the word of God. Listen, don't quit. Uh, keep at it. Uh, <clears throat> he's not declined from the law. Don't quit. We must remember we serve for eternal purposes. It's not all about the here and now and the ridicule that we may face or, or the hardships that go along. And uh, we are to remember uh, the teachings of the word of God and let those comfort us. Uh, there will be those that will mock us. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Look at what verse 12 says. Rejoice. That's pretty hard to do sometimes. Boy, these folks are giving me a hard time. I'm supposed to rejoice in that? Get excited about those things? It says rejoice and be exceedingly or exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. Listen, we're doing these things that we're doing and, and the work of God that we're doing for an eternal purpose. It's not all about what people can see here. Uh, back to that Noah, right? He's laboring. He was ridiculed. And, and they're like, this guy, he's building a boat? What's this clown doing, right? But he was doing the work that God had for him. And boy, I bet when those waters started to get about neck deep, those people were thinking, hey, that guy's a genius. He built a boat. Listen, he wasn't a genius. He was just obedient. And that's what God wants from us, is our obedience to his word. 
And we don't have to worry about those that ridicule us. We can actually rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. We're not looking, we're not doing it because we want to get the benefit today. Uh, benefit now. Uh, but we're doing it because we know that we're being obedient and our Lord will take care of it in the end. Uh, is that where you're at this morning? Or do you allow the the outward influences of ridicule and criticism or influences of the world drive your decisions and your actions. Uh, we ought to be driven by the word of God and the principles of God's word, regardless of the outside pressures that we face. And listen, trust me, I know it can be significant at times or feel significant at least at times. The, the pressure that the world has on us to, to conform and to go about its way. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm in the military. I understand that. Believe me. Every day, you know, they, they don't tell you you got to get the vaccine. But it's highly recommended, right? And so, and I'm not opposed to the vaccine or anything, right? But I'm just using that as an example. Sometimes, you know, you don't have to go to this commander's call, but it's highly recommended that you go. Right, those kind of things, and and it, but if you don't go, your promotion potential tanks. Uh, it sinks like the Titanic, right? And those kind of things. So I get it. There's pressures that we face, but we're not to decline ourselves from the teaching of God's word, regardless of what's going on, because we're here for eternal purposes. The refreshment of God's word. We might finish a little bit early this morning. Uh, Psalm one nineteen fifty three and fifty four. This verse was interesting when I first read it, and I actually pointed it out to Cindy uh, here. It says, Whore hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. I pointed that and said, this is like living in America. It's a whore story. Um, thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. And just real quickly before we go on here a little bit more, you know, I made that comment to Cindy, and and how, boy, this is so applicable to what we see going on in today in our nation. And, and that word whore really doesn't have anything to do with necessarily a whore movie or terrifying. It's more of an anger. There is a sadness maybe. But, uh, you know, but verse 54, it says, Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. This is a side note. It's actually not in my notes here. But no matter how bad it is in America, we're pilgrims. And look what it says. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. If we could just get into the word of God, God could give us a song. That no matter how bad it's going in, in, in our nation today, we can have a song because we're just pilgrims here. We're just a passing through. But, and so we see <clears throat> the psalmist, I, I just think that that was an interesting word, whore, or the whore took hold of him. It says, hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean he was afraid or terrified of something, but it actually has the idea to heat up or to, to kind of to boil over. And, and there's a, a bit of sadness in there, in, in that word. And, and he was angry or saddened because those that rejected God's word. And I believe we can have this attitude in our nation today. We see the wicked forsaking the things of God. And, and, and it's, uh, it's angering. Uh, it's saddening. 
it's frustrating to see those things taking place and as we see them forsaking the law of God. And, and listen, and it, probably more so uh, the more that we love God's word, the more it becomes a horror to us, the more it angers us or, or saddens us to see the wicked just forsaking it. And you just want to plead with those and say, listen, no, you've got it wrong. God's word is so good. God's word is all that we need. And, and you want to almost plead with them to, to come back. Don't forsake these things. And, and, but nonetheless, the psalmist here says that he was taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsook the law. And, and he was angered or saddened because of those things. Listen, does the state of our nation disturb you? Does it sadden you? Does it, does it anger you? And my challenge to you today is, has it done that to the point where you take action? I think we have a lot of armchair Christians. We talk about armchair quarterbacks, you know. I can sit in my living room and oh, man, Drew Brees, what did you throw that one like that for? Or whatever, right? How come you made that decision? We have a lot of Christians that sit in the armchair at home, sit on the couch, or even sit on the pew at church, and they get angry. They get disturbed. They get saddened by the, nation, the, the condition of our nation. But they never get off that pew. They never take action. They never go to the people that, that have forsaken the word. Or listen, the reality is in our nation today, many of them never had the word. And we need to take action to get the word to them. When's the last time you called your city council member? Said, I'm praying for you. Said, hey, this decision you guys are voting on this week I think is ridiculous. Or, hey, this is a good thing. Let's, let's institute that. Are we contacting those people? Uh, and, but instead, we just sit on the pew when we get angry and we want to talk about it. Uh, have we been moved to action? Uh, listen, we ought to be. <clears throat> a couple of thoughts here on this verse 54. And, and uh, the world's only a house of pilgrimage, it says. The house of my pilgrims were just passing through. We need to make the most of it. It's going to come to an end someday. Uh, we're passing through. We would do well to remember that everything in this world is temporal. It will pass away. It will all pass away in this world that we live in. We need to be reminded of that, I think, more often than we want to admit. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Excuse me. Is that truly your heart attitude? I think a lot of us would conduct ourselves differently if that was truly in our heart. Because if we're not careful, we'll get caught up with the temporal things of this world. Psalm 40 in verses 1 through 3 I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God, many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Verse 54, it says, Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. And there in chapter 40, when it says, Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Do the, do, the, do the unbelievers around us see how good God is? 
and how he keeps his word. And consequently, are they going to turn and trust him? Do they even see a difference in the people of God? Or are we just angry and responding inappropriately to the need around us? Are we taking... uh, Listen, if you're not living the word of God yourself and you're not experiencing the word of God like we've seen the psalmists experience him and finding comfort in affliction and, and the word of God's becoming the song of your life, you're going to be pretty lousy at trying to convince the world otherwise. And so this is something that we have to internalize and practice. Listen, there, look, and shall trust in the Lord. Excuse me, it says many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Are they going to see a difference in your life? What song do you, are you singing at work? Oh boy, this new president... Listen, the world's watching us. And they know that if anybody's going to have the answers, it should be the people that claim claim Christ, that claim God. And so when they see us responding just down in the mouth and and all uh, in in frustration and and we can never find any happiness or never find anything positive, it seems like we're hopeless. They're going to make a note. But when they look at a people and see a people of hope, that listen, I don't care how bad this world gets. I, I believe in the God that created all this, and he's ultimately in control. It might get bad for a season, but even if it's at the point of death, if I have to wait that long, it's going to get better. Do they see that in you? Or do they just see a disgruntled, frustrated, normal person? Not even a Christian. Hopefully, if that's your attitude, maybe you don't even... Uh, reproach the name of Christ by claiming it. Because, oh, yeah, I, I go to church. It's so boring there. It's not doing me any good. That Bible, what do you say? Is the Bible a part of your life? Is it making a difference? Do you have a song? Verse 55 and 56, the rest of the word. Not the rest is in the last part of it, but finding rest. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night. I have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. The word of God can bring rest. Uh, The psalmist here says that in the night he's remembering the Lord's name and and, uh, he's kept the law in the night. And listen, instead of worrying over and we're playing all the scenes of the day and the frustrations of the day, focus your attention on the Lord at night. Fall asleep in prayer. Um, I know that's been good for me. I can't say that I do it every day, but, but I, I do know I fall asleep in prayer a lot. In, in just praising the Lord and thanking Him for what He's done. And, and uh, listen, we just need to, sometimes we need to stop at the end of the day. On a frustrating day, maybe we've been ridiculed. Maybe those around us have us in derision. And we just need to stop and say, Lord, let me think on those things that you've done for me today that were good. Let me think on the blessings and, and, and all those things that, that, you know what, and I think you'll find that your day probably wasn't as bad as you think it was. God was there the whole time, whether you recognized it or not. And sometimes we make 
mistakes and we fail because we neglect to recognize God and His presence and, and uh, we make poor decisions. And so I encourage you to keep the admonition of the Word by calling on, God reg- on the Lord regularly. It says, I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night. I have kept thy law. Instead of counting sheep, talk to the shepherd. Trying to fall asleep at night, having a hard time, talk to the shepherd. He's there. He'll give you peace. He'll give you rest. And uh, Regular prayer, I, can't, I don't think we can overemphasize this, but it keeps us in tune with God and his word. Regular prayer. Boy, if you feel out of tune with God, pray. If you're having a hard time in the word of God, pray. Say, God, I need you to show me some things. Uh, Those wondrous things out of your law. God, I want to be in tune with you. That ought to be the prayer and heart attitude of every believer. At times it's not because we get in sin. But I'll tell you what, uh, there's nothing like being in in tune with the Lord. The peace and and just the the grace that you experience and the love that you just feel when you know that you're in tune with God. And and, uh, by prayer, we can be there. Listen, we can sleep peacefully when you've been obedient to the Word. Look what he says there. He says, and have kept... Thy law. He's talking about in the night. You know, when, you, when it's time to, to shut the lights out and, it, and it's time to lay your head on that pillow at night. And, and the psalmist can go to sleep in peace because he's kept the law. I'm sure you've experienced that when you haven't been so good at keeping the law. Maybe you've got sin in your life. It's hard to rest. I've experienced that before but I'll tell you what it's amazing when you are right with God boy you can fall asleep like that had a hard day's work I don't have too many of those these days usually it's this is uh, in my position but you know I remember the days and it's 130 degrees outside Baghdad Iraq and you're trenching and and uh, carrying lumber around, you're doing construction type stuff, and why would we do this during the middle of the day? I don't know. Um, but, uh, and you're just exhausted physically. But maybe that day your attitude wasn't so good. And I go to my tent at night. Physically I'm exhausted, but mentally I just felt like I can't rest. But what a difference on that same day or similar type of day uh, when you've been in tune with God and you're physically wasted, you're just done. And you can go and lay your head in peace because you know there's nothing between your soul and the Savior. Uh, listen, we can have that. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, have kept thy law. Do you have peace with God this morning? Uh, listen, I, I'm telling you, Uh, If you have a right vertical relationship, your horizontal relationships will be a lot easier to maintain. Uh, We we see that there in, I believe, the book of Romans. As much as lies within you, live peaceably among all men. It's a lot easier when you're at peace with God. You can do those things. And so this morning, uh, listen, God's word is a foundation of hope. 
we can find uh, comfort when we remember his word and when God, we always know that God will never neglect to come through on his word. Uh, that's comforting to know. And, and listen, we can overcome ridicule or, or the derision, if you will, as, as the psalmist says here, uh, by remembering the word of God and, and, and the promises that he's given us. And uh, we can rejoice and have a song in our heart if we have the word of God in our heart. Regardless of the outward circumstances that are going on, we can rejoice because we know the God of the Bible. And listen, peace at the end of a day, uh, and listen, I'll even go even further, peace at the end of your life, if you've kept the law. If you've walked with God and you're in tune with God and you've uh, been obedient to the things of God, you can have peace at the end of every day. And when you get to the end of life, you have a lot less regrets and you can depart in peace knowing that you've done that which was according to God's word. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, psalm here, Lord, in this stanza. And I pray, Lord, that you continue to use your word as we go throughout the rest of this chapter. And we just pray, Lord, that you would uh, take your word, burn it in our hearts, Lord. I pray that we would memorize it and remember it, Lord, and that you'd give us a song and that you'd give us a good testimony around those that are lost. Lord, help us to have a positive influence, Lord, and that souls will be saved. Help us to be faithful to spread the gospel. And Lord, we pray for your blessing on the hour to come, that you would, Lord, bless those that are even on their way in now, that you give them safety. Lord, we pray that the Holy Spirit would fill this place, Lord, and that you do a work. Pray that lost souls would be saved. And Lord, that in Christians would be encouraged and strengthened. We'll give you the glory for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen.